Hey there, sweet sister friend. I can hardly believe that we are rounding the basis of 2022. My goodness, where has the time gone? And while we hear lots of messages this time of year to finish strong, and I'm an advocate, of course, scripture even reminds us to run our race with endurance and to keep our eyes on the prize. We also want to remember that we are not just ending something. We are laying the foundation for the beginning of something, and today's podcast is going to help with just that. So go ahead and grab your pen and your paper, and let's get ready for the show. All right, sweet sister friends, welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I am so glad that you are here today because we have a very special treat for you. It's kind of an early holiday present for all y'all up in there today. So I am here today sitting with my dear friend, Brittany Crossan, and she is the owner of Fun Love Media, and I could not think of a better name for her business and for her brand. So welcome, sweet Brittany. Hi, thank you so much. I do love the name and you know what? The story's not that deep. I just love the word fun and I love the word love. So there we go. <laughs> well, I was going to say those two words certainly epitomize and really represent your brand and you and who you are. So I stumbled across Brittany, I think as one of the suggested reels, it was almost two years ago now. And you know how they suggest when you're searching for something and it just serves up things that you might be interested in. So obviously fitness and fun are two of the platforms. Even this podcast is faith, fitness, and fun. And so Brittany, I think it was your Pamela pumpkin video (laughs) where you were dancing on your treadmill. You're like, who is this crazy lady? (laughs) I was like, I need to be friends with her. And so that really started our little, you know, if you will, IG love affair, where I started like following her and stalking her and you just really just consuming anything she was putting out. So for those of you who are dancers, imagine dancing on a Peloton treadmill. Like that's what Brittany does among her bike and even on the ground. (laughs) She dances. There's, uh, an equal opportunity dance floor, if you will, with Brittany. <laughs> yes. So tell everything us, like, can be, everything's a dance floor. <laughs> exactly. And everything can be made fun. And so I have so enjoyed just getting to know you through that. We have not yet met in person, but I know that, um, you know, people are so blessed by you and the many things that you talk about on your platform, on your podcast. And so I'm excited to kind of open up my audience to learn a little bit more about you today. And so why don't you start by sharing with us, you know, obviously we gave them a little glimmer as to who you are and what you do, but why don't you kind of catch us up to speed and give us some of your background? Sure, sure. Okay. So I live here in Houston, Texas with my husband, Ryan, our two kids, Rowdy and Romy, they are 11 and eight. And, um, we are, we're Texans. We're from here. We've only, Ryan and I have only lived, uh, I think it was like about a year or so outside of Texas, the rest of our lives we've lived here. It's a great place to live. If you know, you know, um, but I basically long story short is that growing up, I was always a performer. I started dance classes when I was three. We were in a small town in Texas. So you're kind of limited, right, on your options of what you can do. So I just wanted to participate in anything performing related that I possibly could. And if it was dancing, cool, I'm in, right? And so as a kiddo, I'm doing the typical stuff, the ballet class and the jazz and the tap and all the cute stuff. And getting older, going into talent shows, I even did a couple beauty pageants, which FYI, I was the winner, but I just want to go ahead and say that I'm not a beauty queen. I'm a good performer. So I think it was because they had the talent portion, you know, um, I did all the small town things like that, you know, to be a performer and get on whatever stage I could. 
And the, the dream ever since childhood was to be, well, first and foremost, it was to be a television superstar. Like I was obsessed with full house, still am loved fuller house, love Candace Cameron Bure. Like I'm Bob Saget. I'm obsessed with everybody. And, um, I thought I'm going to be like those girls in that show. This is amazing. Cause it, I was old enough to start understanding mm-hmm. these little girls are actors and they're regular people, but they got to be on this TV show and make all these people laugh. They come watch them. How cool is that? Right. And that was the plan from then on, like absolutely no other plan. Don't tell me I need a plan B because that's not, that's not happening. (laughs) And so, you know, life happens. And um, unfortunately my parents' marriage fell apart. Our family pretty much fell apart as a result of that. It was extremely dramatic and chaotic. Love you, mom and dad, but you know, it was, and it was um, really hard um, for many, many years. And it still is in, in its own ways. Right. So when that happens, I think that anybody listening can relate to like, if something happens in your younger years, that's traumatic, um, whatever type of trauma it may be, it definitely plays a big role in our lives at the time. I feel probably feels more negatively, right? Because we're having this horrible issue going on. But of course, later we can start to see the light and see maybe why things happen, blah, 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 which happened, but it really derailed things for me and, and both of my brothers. Um, and I found myself fast forward at 22 years old in my boyfriend, then boyfriend, now husband, Ryan's truck, like crying to him because I hadn't quote unquote made it in Hollywood. And I thought I was only 22 y'all I'm 42 (laughs) FYI. Okay. And I was like thinking, this is the end of the world. I'm so old compared to the girls on full that were on full house. Like (laughs) It's never going to happen. I never moved to LA. I didn't move to New York. Oh my gosh. I was just so disappointed with myself. I thought it was the end of the world. Um, I, but I thought, okay, let's try some theater. Right. So I started doing some theater. Houston's a great theater city. There's lots to do in that area. Start doing that. Well, about that time, another, another, um, traumatic thing started for me, which was starting to have panic attacks. I was, 24, almost 25, Ryan and I were like newly married. I was starting this adventure of like, I'm getting into the theater. This is going to happen. This is great. Right. And I had my first panic attack when I was driving, which I don't recommend. It was like the wildest thing. Um, so foreign, you know, anybody listening that's had one, you understand, and you don't know what's going on. And I struggled with that for years off and on. I, I'm not hundred percent free of that. Um, those types of struggles, but certainly much better over the years. I've gotten better at things and like handling it. But I explain all of this to say that like, I still had this like desire of being in front of millions of people. It was like, I want to perform in front of millions of people on a regular basis. And that be my life and make those people laugh and cry and, and feel and all the things that a performer usually wants to do with an audience. And I kept having these like big roadblocks um, come up, which we all do. It happens. And, um, the, the beautiful thing about what I do now on social media as a creator and also owning the agency and helping other people do things on social media is that I have accomplished that dream of performing for millions because I have, I have more than 15 million views on my videos. And to me, I'm just so proud of that because I found a way to, make the kind of impact that I was wanting. It's just like in a different way. It's like, cause I didn't know, like there was no social media when I was 22 crying in Ryan's truck. Okay. Um, 
Okay, wait. Maybe there was LinkedIn for like a sec, but it, <laughs> there wasn't even any MySpace yet. Did you use I was going to say, was MySpace available at that point? <laughs> almost, oh, no. almost. MySpace was almost, and I loved it. Whenever I first like discovered MySpace, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's it's like a big stage is what it is to me. That's right. what I was thinking. I fell in love with social media and I, you know, I loved it ever since. But the point is that, is that, you know, a lot of times the path changes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, rarely is it a straight line to like anything, right. You know, right. Franny right. and, and it's just so beautiful to think that even though the path gets windy and bumpy and crazy, and even though things don't go exactly as planned, um, you still can reach a similar destination, mm-hmm. you know, than mm-hmm. what you planned on mm-hmm. in the beginning. So that's, yeah. that's my kind of like social media love affair story. Cause it means so, so much to think that it literally has helped fulfill some of my dreams. And now I can help other people do mm-hmm. similar things, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up so many things and I have a whole list of questions that we might know. What else do you want to know? My shoe size is an 11. Um. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, well, I could start with a whole list, but you brought up so many things. And like I mentioned, you know, I have a whole list of questions, but we might kind of veer from that a little bit because you brought up some important things in terms of panic attack, in terms of things that never left you from the time you were a young girl. You know, they say that most people are gravitate, you know, you gravitate towards something in your younger years that really is part of your destiny, part of your trajectory. And I love that that is something that never left you, but the way and the way in which you did it is different, right? You're still 15 million views is nothing to, you know, blink an eye at. And so I just, I, I you know, I so applaud you for one, being willing to continue to pursue and persevere after your dream and two, being willing to pivot and say, you know what? It didn't look like going on a stage and going to auditions week after week, but it looked like that, you know, I'm open to another way. And I think, you know, obviously I'm a faith-based person. I know you are too, but a lot of the listeners, I think that sometimes we put God in a box, you know, and I, I oftentimes will talk with women about the beliefs we have and right in the middle of the word belief is the word lie. And we, we are taught to believe, you know, we, teach our own selves, really, we believe these lies and it has to look this way. And so what gave you the tools maybe, or what was the aha moment? Was there a pivotal point where you're like, you know what, maybe Broadway or maybe, you know, acting, you know, childhood acting, maybe isn't for me, but I'm going to try it this way. Was there that kind of pivotal moment or turning point for you where you decided to go ahead and shift gears that way, or even a mindset? Yeah, that's a cool question. There was, there was, there is definitely a pivotal moment uh, in my in my social media journey. I, as I mentioned, I naturally loved it from the get go. So, I mean, I, I, I literally, I think I've had, I think if I'm not mistaken, LinkedIn has been around since 2002, and I think I've had an account since then, and MySpace 2003, and then you know so on and so forth, all the rest of them that came along. So I already naturally loved it. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but I feel like. One of my sayings is if you hate social media, you're doing it wrong. Um, and so I've I've always enjoyed it. So I think I was lucky to kind of have that natural desire to be a part of it. Um, but I will say that there were limitations because as a anybody that's a creative or a performer can probably relate to this. You like in my case, I'm able to perform two things that are like music, musical things. And you would have, you had restrictions back in the day on that sort of thing to like create a video and put it out into the world, like copyright stuff. And we get, we get a little businessy on you really quick, but that was, that's the truth. And I was like, I know how to do all this dancey stuff, but I can't use any music. I don't understand how, and 
I'm just one gal over here, like raising babies and trying to figure this out. And I put something on YouTube or something and I can't use any music. It was, it, it felt, you know, anyway, so it, that was the obstacle there. Right. Well, along comes TikTok into my life <laughs> in, 20, in 2019. Now leading up to TikTok, I will say that I had a lot of fun dance parties in my Instagram stories and they, those came out in, I think 2017 is when Instagram stories came out. And that was very exciting. I would do the, this like lip sync thing. And I was a self-proclaimed lip sync queen. And I would, I would be like on my treadmill. And then like, after my workout, I'd sing a song. It was, you know, this, (laughs) it's really ridiculous and fun, but TikTok came out and I went, Whoa, that's a whole platform devoted to like doing things to music, you know, granted it's over time it's evolved and it's not always music, but I was seeing grown people in the grocery store dancing. Like this is, these are my people. (laughs) They've arrived. Heaven is a place on earth. (laughs) But this is jackpot because I'm one of those people that thinks that life should be a musical. So like you can just like break into song and dance and like sing your feelings, you know, anytime you want and have like people automatically know the choreography, right? Like that's my dream. Into a banana at the grocery (laughs) store, like bring it on, you know? Yes. So I saw this happening on TikTok and as somebody already working and I was working, um, just like part-time in social media at the time, I was like, this is amazing. So getting into TikTok was a big game changer. And I started to get videos that were getting, you know, a decent amount of views because I was dancing and being silly and whatnot. And in January of 2020, my treadmill arrived, my new treadmill. (laughs) I've been a treadmill runner for many years, um, but the new one came. And I said, you know, they got it all set up and I'd already kind of done some fun videos on my bike. And I thought, man, this treadmill feels good under the feet. It's like kind of rubbery. It felt all like strong. And I don't know why Franny, but I just was like, dance. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why, but dance on the treadmill, Brittany. And I did. And you know, the rest is history. Amen. (laughs) And I am like, so like you, i I think I've shared with you a few times, like I was like channeling my inner Britney and not Britney Spears, but Britney Crossan. And I have been like on the treadmill at the gym and I try to go backwards like you. And I about like, I laugh at myself because I'm tripping, I'm falling on the sides. I'm like, I mean, people are looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's not the same. So I think having your setup at home and I was laughing because I was watching some of your behind the scenes outtakes of like you learning the choreography and then doing it on the ground and then doing it on the treadmill. And I'm like, that must be such an undertaking of time and energy. I mean, first of all, just the choreography, then to put it on a moving tread. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I will tell you a little secret. I don't do a lot of choreography, like actual choreographed stuff from, sure. from a really awesome creator on social media and then take their stuff. And I, because it, it, I will be honest, it does take a while. And you know, my brain, like it takes me a little longer with choreography these days. Um, but no, you're right. It's, it's, um, it's a weird, I always say it's like a weird talent, but I embrace it. <laughs> well, and I'm always marveling at that. There are other people who are doing it because I've seen people then who also like me try to follow your video. And like, there's a whole Peloton dance troop, I guess. I don't even know what you call them, but there's like people <laughs> who do this, like a lot of people who I've like seen through you. I'm like, Peloton dancer, Peloton. I'm like, what? Who knew? Like, anyway, I mean, obviously I am, you know, a big, huge fan and you brought up something just a few minutes ago in terms of, you know, 
dancing and being silly, like you found your people, right? Like when TikTok, the onset of TikTok. And so why don't you talk a little bit about that? I know that's part of your own personal brand. It's just being totally real, totally raw, vulnerable, authentic, and, you know, being silly. And sometimes it's serious. And we'll talk about that here in a minute, but can you just talk about the importance of that? I think that um, a lot of women sometimes from my, per my experience and my perspective is a lot of women are afraid of judgment, especially in the yeah. Christian world. Like I always joke, like I tell my listeners, like if you're a person who like, <laughs> if you have a hard time talking about like boob sweat or where, you know, if you only want a quilted Bible cover, I'm probably not the woman for you. Like <laughs> I don't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like that's not who I am. And so right. I think that being very real and allowing yourself to be real, how have you, I mean, have you always been like that or how do you even work with brands or what kind of advice would you give to a woman about the importance of being your true authentic self? The first thing that comes to my mind right now is that it happens in layers and it happens in stages. Um, rarely, and this is just a human being thing, right? Like rarely are you going to be like, even if you're ready, you make the decision. You're like, I'm ready. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to tell my truth. I'm going to be myself and not care what people think. There's still going to be additional phases to your journey of, of that. And I say that because it's fresh on my mind because I've recently gone through that myself. I mean, I've been doing social media forever and it's taken, you know, the time to go through those phases of like, okay, I'll unpeel another layer of my onion and then another and another to show more and more of myself. And it's not even really intentional. It's just, it's kind of cool to look back on your content and go, okay, okay, that that's cool. But like, you're still kind of holding back here or there. So, it, so I just want to first say, you know, um, have some patience in the journey. It really, the social media and creating your own brand and presence, it really is a long game. I mean, you know that Franny, it takes a long time to figure things out for yourself because if there's any quote unquote expert out there that tells you there's only one way to do it, they are a liar. There's a million ways to do it. And you have to recognize that first. So I just wanted to get that out of the way, give yourself some grace that you're going to go through phases. Um, but I, I think part of it is, is experience in life and getting to a point of, of a certain age and a certain experience and going, I just don't care if, if it comes off this way or that way, I know my intention. I know the kind of person I am and I'm just ready to do this, you know, but then finally I'll say another thing to get somebody pointed in the right direction on this is that give it, give it, a, give it a try, give it a few tries and just see, I'm telling you, you're going to get a message from somebody. You're going to get a comment from somebody. You're going to hear that that really meant a lot to somebody and you're going to go, oh, this is why we show up as our true selves because we actually help other people and make that connection. I'll never forget a long time ago when Facebook lives were still new. I don't know when it was the, anyway, 2018 or something. And I decided to go, go live on Facebook on my personal Facebook. And this was before I have as many connections as now. So this was like where most of my Facebook friends were like actual people I knew. Okay. And I decided I'm going to go live and I'm going to talk about my experience with having panic attacks. I don't know why I would think I need to do that, but I did. And I went live and it was so nerve wracking and I'm a performer. I was still so nervous. I was shaking. I told my story and I will never forget. There's a girl that grew up in the same hometown as me. And she messaged me because uh, her kiddo had had some similar experiences. And um, she told me how much it meant to her that I would speak up because it felt made her feel less alone. And I went, oh my gosh, all those nerves of putting myself out there was so worth it. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that you bring something up too. And while a lot of my listeners perhaps aren't on social media that often, or perhaps don't do it as a business, I think that it's even something as simple as like having a conversation in your book club, like being willing to open yourself up. And like you said, that layer, that first layer of saying like that happened to me too, you know, whether it be talking about a miscarriage an abortion affair, no matter what that is, or even just, you know, a panic attack, you know, and I'm not saying just to normalize it, but I'm just, you know, just putting it out there that like, no matter what it is that there has to be that time and that space where you start to like, let yourself down where other people can then come alongside of you and say me too, you know? So I think that's a powerful, just awareness for all of us to have. And, you know, just from scripture where we're reminded that our testimonies have power. And so people are not going to pick up a Bible before they pick up their phone to watch a TikTok video, you know, so they're going to look at that far before they open, you know, go to a church or open a Bible. And so I think that's important. So speaking of, you know, you do talk about some very important things. Um, and some, because we talk a lot about fitness and health and just overall body image and everything on this show. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you do share about your journey in that you mentioned earlier about, you know, going into acting and modeling and beauty pageantry and whatnot. Can you tell a little bit about your journey there? Because I've seen some of your videos where you talk about, you know, what the scout was saying too thin, too big, too tall. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? And especially since you wear a size 11 shoe, I feel like you're pretty comfortable (laughs) with sharing about that. Yes, I'm, and I used to be a size 10 and then I had babies and my feet expanded and I never went back. So I'm sure somebody out there fills me on that. Yeah, no, I am, uh, I am, I, I would not describe myself as a small uh, person in general. I've always towered above everybody. I was always tall, uh, quote unquote, bigger being that I was this giant kind of person, this kiddo, you know, all my tall people out there, you understand. And uh, I mean, whenever I was in, uh, let's see, whenever I was, 11 or 12, I was already five foot seven. (laughs) So, you know, so, okay. So the journey there is like, oh, you're tall. Um, then here's your options. Supermodel basketball player. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh gosh. Okay. Um, so you're like, and it could be further from one another, right? right, It's it's gotta be one of those. Um, no, but (laughs) I, I kid, but I, I, since I was already a performer as a kiddo, um, I thought, I really do want to try this whole modeling thing too. I'm telling you, I want anything to get in front of an audience. I was ready to try it. Um, my my mom went through the effort and they paid and all that stuff for me to go to these modeling classes in Houston, which we lived an hour plus south of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, they drive me in every Saturday and I went through all this stuff and they teach you how to walk a runway and how to take care of your skin and all this stuff, which I don't know if those are like legit. So like, I'm not recommending them. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, but that's what, you know, that's what happened a very long time ago yeah. in the nineties. And, um, uh, <laughs> and so at the end of that journey, the, the, the hope of the student, which most of us were children. Okay. I was 12, um, is to get signed with, the modeling agency so that you have representation so you can go on jobs and get paid and so on and so forth. And I'll never forget. It's, it's crazy to think of this at how little I was at the time, you know, how young I was. And I sat there with my mom and the woman's, you know, going through my stuff. And then she says, okay, okay. Yeah. I think we can do this. And I kind of like acting like, yeah, this is going to happen. And she goes to walk out of the room to go get some papers or something. And so nonchalantly as she walks toward us to go out the door behind us to get something. She says, probably need to lose about like two inches off your hips and just kept walking. Like it was a very casual, like now just to give a picture, I was a, I was a tall, um, definitely thin, 
uh, girl. I was lanky. I had not grown into my womanhood. None of those things had happened, right? I was, <laughs> and when she said that, thank God I was level-headed enough. And I looked at my mom and I go, is she kidding? How, how do I lose two inches off my hips? Right. Like I couldn't believe it. Cause I, I rec- thank God I recognize mm-hmm. that this woman's opinion didn't, you know what I mean? Like it, right. like she wasn't necessarily right. Like right. no matter what you look like, you might, especially that young, you might hear in a grown up say something like that and mm-hmm. take it as truth, sure, you know, sure. mm-hmm. thankfully I didn't. And, um, you know, and, and I, that didn't work out. <laughs> I need to, I need to go back and ask my mom, does she go tell that lady to, I don't remember. I don't know. My mom was like, okay, never mind. Um, but that it didn't work out. Um, so, you know, but I, I'm thankful that I had that kind of like point of view. Right. But I will say though, you know, body images, it's tough because while I handled that well as a young person, you know, I got into baby years and having kiddos and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a wild journey. And I was really hard on myself for the way that I looked. Um, for a long time. It took me until, I mean, what I'm 42 now, only like maybe a few years ago before I started being nicer to myself. took a long time. Well, I just love that you, you talk about it, you know, on social, like you'll just say like, this happened when I was 12, this happened when, you know, and like, you just kind of, you're walking people through your journey, right? We never fully arrive. And I love the expression. We haven't arrived yet, but thank goodness we left, you know? (laughs) And so I think that that's, what's so great is, you know, it tells us there's scripture that says Philippians one, six, like you are not complete. Like you are always going to be in progress and in process until Jesus returns. And so I just love that too, that, you know, you're able to look at your journey and say, okay, look, like I was okay at 12 and then through a couple of years and then it kind of set me in tailspin having kids. And so we go on those roller coasters, just like there's no trajectory to business. There's no trajectory to like being over it. You know, like there's something right. that might trigger you. There's something that might come up that just, you know, it's a trauma bond that you have or something like that, that kind right. of haunts you. And so, you know, I just love the way that, that you're able to use social media as a platform to be able to address some things that other women might be thinking, feeling, experiencing. And so with right. that, we'll kind of close with this question, if it's okay with you, but you talked you know, earlier about your panic attacks and having used um, the Facebook lives as a platform for doing that. Um, you know, that is one thing that I feel like you do a really good job of is addressing just mental health, um, the panic attacks and things like that. So what could, what would you share? I know you mentioned it earlier, um, just that there might be other women who would experience that, but what would you share would be something about that has impacted you or give insights maybe to somebody who is dealing with that, who maybe struggles with that for putting themselves out there in a vulnerable space, whether it be on social media or, you know, in their HOA, who knows what, you know, if they're presenting, you know, something there, how can they, or what are some, you know, maybe tried and true tips that you've used that perhaps somebody else might be able to use as well. Like things I've used to help talk talk openly about it. Mm -hmm. I I do think so. And some of this takes time, just like the other stuff we talked about earlier. So sometimes we just got to kind of give ourselves grace and know that it's a process, but I just really thought about former me. And I thought about what I would have wanted or needed at the time. And, and I, when I first started struggling with panic attacks, it was 2005. Like I just didn't have, I mean, the internet existed, but like, I didn't have quite the resources that we have now. We have a large amount of them as we all know. And 
I just would think back, like, what would you have needed to hear? And that's, that's actually a life um, tip and actually a personal branding tip. If you talk to your former self, usually, and you really specifically envision talking to yourself, usually your message comes out more clear Mm -hmm. and the person that you're trying to help really receives it better. You know, you're getting really specific basically because, you know, and, and it, and it brings out the authenticity in you and the emotion in you, right? Because when I think about, you know, 2005, 2006, me that was struggling so hard and was so much younger and didn't know what in the hell was going on and was just totally freaked out. I feel for her and I love her and it makes me start to almost cry. And so like, I imagine that that's how you're feeling about your former self that was in your trouble situation that when you feel that and you start to talk to the person in person on social media about your journey, it's so um, real. It's so authentic. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It totally does. And I think that <laughs> okay. the challenge for me is, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of my story in terms of mine was physical. Mine was very much, you could see, um, you know, that I was struggling with something, right? My weight was a byproduct of what was going on inside with mental things. It's oftentimes, I know that my mom has struggled with depression over the years and it's harder for me to empathize with that. I've never, yeah. at this point in my life, I've never struggled with, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, panic attacks, things like that. And so I think that when we see somebody else, we don't always know what they're going through. Right. Whereas yep. when I had a weight issue, you could kind of be like, Oh, there's something going on there. Right. You know, and not right. to say there's no judgment on somebody who has a weight issue, believe me, but I'm just saying sometimes things are a little bit more visible, but we yep. all have a battle. Some are invisible and some are visible, you know? Right, right. But obviously mine was a visible manifestation of what was going on in invisible, you know, space. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and if you, you looked at me from, any distance, not even that far away, you would, you would never just immediately assume that I had struggled with panic attacks for years. And I mean, you just, you just wouldn't come on. Like, I mean, usually it's mostly fun, laughable type of stuff that you're seeing from me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's why it's important to talk about it for me, for someone like me and anybody out there that wants to kind of like stand up and be like a leader in, in their own right. Right. Is, is that if you're willing to, if you're not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to stand up and be that leader and share your story and it, and you have that like urge inside of you. And if you do, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Um, you feel that tug for a reason, right? And it's, you're going to continue to feel the tug until you spill right. <laughs> and it's so nerve wracking to open yourself up to others about your struggles. But man, gosh, once you start and you kind of loosen your shoulders up and go, okay, okay, I got through that. And right. you realize you're helping people. Oh, there's nothing better. You know, that's what I was just going to say is that when you realize, like you had mentioned that girl who wrote to you and, you know, like you may have not continued the same way, had you not had that feedback. And so you also mentioned something you know, that tug that you talk about, you know, again, being a faith-based podcast, we talk about the Holy spirit, like the Holy spirit will put it on your heart to go ahead and speak and to, you know, approach someone and say like, Hey, how are things going? You know, really, how are things going? You know, so that you have that sense of, you know, urgency to do it. You know, you, you kind of feel that tug, if you will, metaphorically, as you talked about. So I just, this has been helpful for me too, because again, you know, we see you again, you had mentioned that it was 2005. 
I would see you as just like this, and you are, you know, bubbly performer and everything. I would never know unless you really openly talked about it, that it's something that you have combated, you know, something that you have battled. And so I just applaud you again, you continue to persevere and push through it. You might have panic attacks before you go on. I don't know before you perform. Um, but I think that that's, what's important though, too, is just continuing to press through, press on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, and, and everybody remember that like, ever like if anything that you think about yourself that is either quote unquote wrong or weird or whatever you want to call it it's absolutely not that's not the case like there are so many other people that think what you're thinking feel what you're feeling um and and, and as soon as you open up you start to realize that and you feel so much less alone and have that human to human support that we all crave anyway so don't beat yourself up and think that there is something wrong with you because of this struggle or that struggle. It's absolutely not the case. And it does take some time to realize that. But once you realize that it's like freedom, right? Such freedom. Yes. To be able to open up and just, you know, I think again, from the, from the faith perspective, like recognizing that you're okay, because God's got you, you know what I mean? Like there's freedom in that, like knowing that you are completely exactly where you're meant to be. So Right. That's where our strength comes from, you know? So, yeah. Well, girl, I have so enjoyed meeting with you today, having you on the show. I know that the listeners have been blessed by getting to hear you, getting to know you. So tell them how they can connect with you to follow your fun treadmill Peloton videos and all the (laughs) things. And then also just if they ever wanted to work with you in terms of some social media support or whatnot, how can they connect? For sure. Okay. So you can follow me on social media on all the platforms. Okay. Just look for Brittany Crossan on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, all the places. Um, you can go to my company's website, funlovemedia.com to see what kind of work we do. If you or your business need help. And I do have my amazing community, my membership, which is called small biz social society, which Franny has been, um, involved with us and collaborated with us in the past. And it's a community of really cool, creative, smart, ambitious business owners that want to stand out on social media. And, um, I've got to say it's one of the most special things I've ever done. And I'm excited about what 2023 is bringing for our community. We have a lot of exciting plans. So, um, you can go to that's the website for that's just smallbizsocialsociety.com. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes too, because I think you're launching before the end of the year, right? Before the end of 2020. We're opening up enrollment and a a really big promotion and all the cool like 2023 announcements and all of that. So um, you want to be in the loop and and get involved in that. It's going to be a really fantastic year. I'm really optimistic about it. Yeah. Well, and you guys, I have been a part of that, as she mentioned, and it is awesome because she has presenters on, she has weekly uh, little, you know, workshop sessions and different things like that. We've done challenges before reels, challenges and things like that. And it's just been such a supportive community of other sisters, you know, for me, I know that there are men in the group too, but I have found a lot of people, (laughs) um, Sarah Kramer and um, Lugina, and there's just a lot of people in there who I just have gotten to be friends with outside of your community. So it's been such a blessing to me. So I appreciate you, you know, your valiant efforts to keep that going. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so cool, Franny. It was such a treat to have you and get to actually talk to you and not just see you, you know, dancing, which I think we need to do an in-person dance party though. One of my retreats or your retreats or something, we need to get it together. So I'm ready. It will make it happen. All right. For those listeners, we so appreciate you joining and tuning in today. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.